Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why? Why are you yelling at me? Whatever. Make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. Welcome back in. Hour number two. Papper and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Connor Happer, Mike Schaefer with you. As always, we'd love to hear from you guys. 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sarder Hammond text line are both open for you. You can feel free to watch us on the Sarder Hammond Jewelers video stream, which you can find on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at 93.7 The Ticket. Let's take a phone call to start off the 9 o'clock hour. we got Mike on the line. Mike, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Hey, I hope this is all right. I talk about this. I reapproved it with Rico, so I can throw it at him <laughs> if it's wrong. But yeah, that's you know, that's always good. What's that? I was going to say that's always the buffer that we need approving uh, it with Rico. Yeah, exactly. I can blame someone else, not myself. But um, <laughs> you know, I was listening to you, the calling show Saturday night, and your next to the last caller called in. And I don't mean to call him out, but I tried to respond. Do you remember he kind of insinuated that, you know, well, Scott Frost has all these issues off the field and blah, yes. blah, blah. Yes. And I am so sick of Nebraska fans doing that. I, I've, I've been following the Huskers since the late 60s, and I can tell you unequivocally that virtually every head coach, every assistant coach, other than Tom Osborne, or some assistants and every head basketball coach, I've heard these same rumors, and it's always the same thing about these coaches. And then we just throw stuff out there without knowing. I guess we hire nothing but coaches that really have no morals. That's all I have to say. Right. And I get tired of that. Who would want to coach in this atmosphere? And, and it takes no courage to sit out here and throw out an innuendo at somebody. If you don't want for us to coach, fine. But don't throw out this stuff that your neighbor's cousin's friend told you. You know, I remember an individual who coached, I won't mention his name, he coached after Tom Osborne. I heard the same things about him. So I had, I asked, I think it was six different friends and acquaintances. I said, now, how do you know that? Do you know that? 
And every one of them said, yeah, I do, because this individual is from my hometown. Right. The only problem is all six of them were for different hometowns. <laughs> so, I mean, what's that? literally, I'm not making that up. I mean, it was Omaha, it was Lincoln, it was Grand Island, it was David City, it was uh, Hardington, all over. But I don't know if other fan bases do that. But, boy, we sure seem to throw out in this day of social media just the dumbest stuff. And I think it's unfair, and I, I wouldn't want that. Um, thanks for letting me put in my two cents. Thank you, Mike. I, I appreciate that. I, I that's I, when when we've discussed this before. Um, that's kind of my tact with it too. Just like man, just hear different stuff from from all over the place, and you're just like, yeah, okay, <laughs> you know, whatever. People are like on the text line, it's like, can you guys address these rumors? Like, no, <laughs> no, no, we cannot. I guess what bothers me, and it, it's kind of in line with what Mike is saying, is if you're unhappy with someone because of their performance as a coach or whatever it is, like you don't really need anything extra. You know, they're what fifteen and twenty-seven in his time, twenty-six, 26 mm-hmm. that he's been here. So it, you how did, dare you give him an extra loss? Well. Uh, maybe kind of one a little early there, I guess. But hey, y- you can uh, you can simply just do that. Like you don't have to. That that's sort of the issue, I guess. I I have with a lot of it is it feels like it's so manufactured to create this outrage about a guy, and it's like, well, yeah. If you're mad about it being a bad football coach, you can just point to the product on the field. Yeah, it's not that hard. You don't have to work this hard. I guess is what I'm getting. So that, that and that's a great segue into into this the bigger topic. Then like the bigger topic. <laughs> the big picture can, can we get uh can we get some like voiceovers for that that you can just hit a hit the button like when we we actually have a topic that you want to get discussed big voice bob comes through with the bigger topic as discussed by mike schaefer and connor happer yeah i mean we could definitely do that i'm just trying no to way f- people know they're, they're driving and like oh this is a big topic i gotta I gotta lock in here. Just trying to feel. Just trying to see if I have anything else maybe, in my bar right now that will get that done. Maybe you can do the Nate Roar thing where you can have voiceover and it's like big topic. Oh God, Schaefer. Jeez. I'm just telling you. Blew everybody's car speakers out. I'm just. I'm just trying to trying to give ideas here. Oh no 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 no. Yes, yeah, sure. Okay. That's that's the best I got. I don't know. Yeah, that'll work. Spending all this time on the other stuff, the big topic. So, usually this has a way, um, you know, we we talk about it throughout the season as if a decision is being made at every individual moment. And that's the way that sports media does it sometimes, right? It's like, well, if the playoffs ended today, who would be in it? Well, the play or the playoffs started today, who would be in it? The playoffs don't start today. The playoffs don't start for another three months, you know, whatever it is. Or, um, you know, if, if if the way it's trending right now, or if the decision was being, well, the decision probably isn't being made today for Nebraska football and whether or not to keep going with this coaching staff or whatever it is. Ultimately, these these stories are at least in my history in my experience both covering Nebraska football and watching it and other teams they just have usually a way of writing themselves and um chances are 
the decision or the the choices that need to be made at either the end of this season or whenever the decision comes will be obvious. And <laughs> you know, and everyone will look and say, "Yeah, you know, I I I understand that." I don't think it's so black and white right now, but there's a pretty good chance that in a couple weeks it is. You know, like I, I think that's kind of the way like, that feels like the way it's headed right now. There's, a, of course, the chance that it's not. And we are at this big moment with as the fan base looking at it like, oh, boy, we're split on this and it's going to get bad and ugly around here. But chances are no. <laughs> like I don't know. I just kind of feel like this and every columnist for the World Herald and the Journal Star wrote the same thing on Saturday. And that that was basically kind of looked like the beginning of the end to me and whether maybe people have had different um you know beginnings to the beginning of the end maybe that happened a long time ago for some people but i don't i feel like saturday was a big moment in in the kind of timeline of the whole thing yeah i i think that the whatever remaining goodwill is just largely gone i i don't in my personal sphere the people i know that we're largely like yeah they got to run this thing back you got to give someone more time you've got to you know you need to show to the future coaches if you ever have them that you were willing to work through these sorts of things like that was that was stuff that i would hear from people i would love to do that and it's, i just it's don't just know if gone. there's any reason to but i i think my argument always against that is at some point you have to show that there's actual progress being made like vacillating between four to five wins or three wins in a weird year isn't progress. Like it's still having a losing record is still having a losing record. And that's where Nebraska finds itself again this year. And so um, there's I, no answers. They, the coach admitted it himself. I, I think to your point, the decision that seemingly could be tough doesn't feel that way anymore because they're just not getting results. And, it, it's just hard for everyone to square up how this team could take previously undefeated Michigan and, and currently undefeated Michigan State down to the wire and yet look like it really has no business being on the field for large stretches of time against Purdue and Minnesota, two teams that are decidedly worse, two teams that you should be able to beat, one on the road and the other at home, and you can't. I, you know, I, I think that people are also tired of being roped into these games where Nebraska starts off with this touchdown. They're up 7 nothing. They have the ball. Yeah. It's looking great. Like, they, they look like they're about to put another capping touchdown on, and, and it could be Northwestern again, and instead it's a pick six. It's 7-7, seven, seven, and that uneasy feeling never goes away. It, it's just – I think the apathy is getting really close. The stadium was pretty empty by the time I got down there with four minutes left to go in the game. And – there's people that care because they, you know, they're they're like me with the Vikings. I never want them to lose. I never go into a game wanting them to lose. Well, I mean, even going into the game, it was it was. I mean, we yeah. were out there for the pregame show. It was just just light, you yeah. know. I just, like kind of a it, it, compare it to the Michigan game. Obviously, that was one of the bigger home games in kind of like recent mm -hmm. memory. Compare it to that where there was just an energy and a buzz and like a fervor for like yeah. wanting to get into that stadium. And on Saturday, it was. Like, yeah, I guess I'll go downtown. And it felt like an obligation. Yeah. Nebraska football should never feel like an obligation. People were moving slow. Yeah. You know, there wasn't there wasn't this urgency to, like, get there or see what was going to unfold today. There wasn't any of that. Yep. And that was before the game. What's it like now? What's it going to be like on Saturday? I just, I mean, I don't, 
I, I would never tell people not to go to a football game, but man, you're, you're making a decision like, oh, I support this team. I want to go watch this product. And you just know that they're facing a team that's expected to, uh, to roll on Saturday. And then on top of that, it's sort of the team that opposites Nebraska in a way that is most infuriating because Ohio State is everything Nebraska remembers that it used to be. Both a team that won title and a team that plays for titles and a team that like has when it has a loss, it feels crippling. Nebraska right now, when it has a loss, it feels like it's another Saturday in the fall. Yep. There was a time and Oh, and I remember people it. might remember e- this. Even I remember it. I'm not I'm not old. Like I, I thought about writing this and there was really no way to, to do it that didn't make you seem like an idiot. So I'd rather just say it out loud, which I don't know if that's gonna help me avoid the idiot. Well, at least it, it goes into the air and disappears. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually something. I had to delete a tweet on Saturday just because I didn't want any of it. Because I was listening to the I was listening to the post game show on the Mm -hmm. on the network on on my way back home as I do because they go a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And um, there's some calls. There's some calls and there's some people talking about some previous coaches here. And I was like, you know. That was a long time ago, so I just tweeted out. I was like, Mike Riley didn't have anything to do with what's going on right now. I and saw I, that tweet. And I... I think I might have even liked that tweet. You did, and I I think a lot of people did, but after about 30 minutes, I was like, I don't want this. Yeah. I was like, this is going to get... This is going to get twisted and turned in the wrong way. I'm taking it down. I Well, I had a moment like that yeah. on Sunday with the Bryce McGowan's thing, which... Oh, yeah. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. I'll leave that for that. But. Okay. Okay. The so, big topic. <laughs> I'm standing there in the, in the, I don't know, they call it a skywalk or whatever it is that, that connects the, the stadium to the Hawks. The, yeah. And I'm standing there because we do our interviews over in the Hawks now for, for post game purposes to spread people out. And there used to be a time when you would stand in that area or over in the players lounge. And after a Nebraska loss, the people that would come through there would look so solemn and so sad and you would have like they just get their the, sad chick flick sort of like sad cheerleader look and the sad yeah. like it, that's not there and i don't mean this to like it, interesting it, people don't have to they don't have to put a lot of emphasis on this and i don't want to either but it sure feels like for the last 6 years or so people have gotten very accustomed to the feeling of losing they've gotten very used to the feeling of walking out of that stadium it's another loss. I just experienced another loss. There's not a lot of even sadness or anger or even just quietness. It's just people chatting on their way through there like, another Saturday, what are you doing tonight? You know, it's over. We're we're moving on. It's it's people affiliated with the program. It's players. It's all of it. Like, there is a startling lack of, I don't even know how to, to, to phrase what exactly I want to get to. But it just feels like there is such an, well, you know, what are you going to do? It's another loss. Yeah. And the fact that that is here in this program versus when I started covering it in 2009 and what it was like when Nebraska lost to Iowa State. Well, or they when used they to lost, you stick know. with you all day. Yeah. And we, we had a caller on the postgame show say that it basically would stick with it. And and. We've gotten a version of that probably every post game show that I've ever done here is like I remember when mm-hmm. losses used to matter and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna go that hard into it, but it's just the culture around this thing feels broke too. 
the culture around Nebraska, and I'm not talking about the culture inside the team and whatever that is. Because it's not the, organic anymore. Oh, it's, yeah. it's not. You have to you have to pull yourself out of bed to go to an 11 a.m. game where Nebraska's playing a good team. Like, you have to drag yourself to the stadium. That's not healthy. Yeah, we, we talk about, like, these programs that used to have a ton of success and how, man, you don't want to you don't want to be that. I mean, Nebraska basically feels like it's there. And that's not great either. I mean, it's certainly in the business that we're in. People are going to start to tune things out and everything yeah. else. But the, the comfort level with just like, well, it's another Saturday in Lincoln. What are you going to do? It's, Not a great place to be. In. No, and, it, and there's there's really it's really simple, and you know how how they get there is not. And it's not. And it's that really hard. You just have to win. It's like <laughs> it's really not that hard to get back to the point where it hurts again. Mm-hmm. But when the the losses no longer hurt, that's a horrible spot for the program. To be. Well, I mean, there has been a bit of a thought in this program for the last few years of like well progress is what matters and these abstract goals of like we're getting better and losing close yeah like that stuff matters and you just can't fake that it simply doesn't yeah. Or at a certain point, it doesn't. Well, maybe, you become maybe the, numb to it. Maybe in the first year of a, co- a coaching staff, okay, and you could like convince yourself of that. But it goes away pretty quick after that. And, you know, I think we probably just got stuck in that mode a little bit too much, and that's why we, we march toward this kind of decision where it gets a little confusing for people because they're conflicted. Because there is some progress. And yeah. if you're judging off of progress, then you're like, you know, okay. But it can't be about that because it's never been about that, and it shouldn't be about that at a place like this. Yeah, ultimately, it needs to be about wins. Let's uh, let's hear from Scott Frost after the game. Um, uh, here's a quote that I think stuck with some people. We just got to play better. Um, you know, we we could uh, we're a good team. We're not a great team, talent wise. Um, we gotta we gotta play better. Um, Man, let's just pause there. Let's let's do that ten seconds again. I don't know what the question was, but listen to this again. We, we just got to play better. Um, you know, we we could. Uh, we're a good team. We're not a great team, talent wise. Um, we gotta we gotta play better. Um, that that's a smart guy, and he's pretty calculated, and and he knows what he's gonna say. He didn't know how to answer. He didn't know what to say. Well, and he, what he said is actually sort of pathetic right sure i mean obviously the the content like the, of it like we don't we've got to play better we're we're not a great team we're a good team you didn't play a great team on saturday you played purdue stop talking about talent just stop with that like whether it's him whether it's people in the media whether it's your barber just don't talk to me about talent anymore Talk to me about why the fact your team doesn't feel like it can win when it plays Purdue at home. Talk to me about the fact that you don't feel like you can put together a coherent strategy where you run the football in the second half when you have the lead. Talk to me about those things. Don't tell me that you're not great talent-wise. Man, I am so sick of that. You're you're losing to Aiden O'Connell and Arthur Sikowski and Tanner Morgan. And guys like that, you're, you know, 
yeah, George Karloftis is out there. David Bell's on that team. It's not like Purdue's bad. King Daru just ran for 74 yards on you. Right. What league do you think King Daru's going to play in? Is he going to be playing the Omaha Beef in a couple years? Probably. Don't tell me about talent. I am so sick of it. This is a recruiting guy with a capital R and G telling you he doesn't want to hear about talent anymore. Talent isn't why you aren't winning these football games. Talent isn't why you didn't show up in the first half against Illinois or against Minnesota. Talent isn't the guy that has a backwards pitch right to a linebacker in a critical situation. It's not talent. You're situationally unaware. Your coaching staff isn't getting the job done. You look unprepared. You look sloppy. That's not talent. You're not getting the best out of what you Stop talking about talent. Damn. You shouldn't need me to motivate them all the time. That's my job. That's what I do. But a, a, a great team doesn't need a coach to motivate them all the time. Um, we got them ready to play. I thought they came out ready to play in the first half. Um, I don't think they weren't um, not ready to play in the second half. We just stubbed our toe again a few times and made too many mistakes and got beat by a, a Big Ten team. Okay, so that was 42 seconds. And the different things that he went through there – once again, we're, th- this happened after a specific football game. And I don't know what the question was. But if it's basically like what happened today, that was about all of the things that have happened over the last three-plus years. That was about everything. He talks about talent, much to Schaefer's chagrin, and, and everybody else's. I'm not putting you on an island there. Um, he talks about motivation, which I didn't think was an issue on Saturday. He taught what was it? We just got to play better. We just got to play better, you know. (laughs) So he's talking about execution. We just have to do some things better, right? That is all of the things over the last three and a half years, and I don't know that any of them are specific to to what happened on Saturday. He's trying to come up with something to say without obviously throwing his quarterback under the bus, or himself under the or himself, yeah, which seems to be a real problem. Like, at, at some point, don't you have to acknowledge that the offensive game plans that you put together have not worked? That the the game plan that you go into, you know, are you uh, – you're not a great coaching staff. Are you a good coaching staff? Right. Like, what is it? I just – Did we have a good – did we put our guys in a good enough position to win the football game? The answer is decidedly no. I think so. On Saturday? Yeah. No, I, I think I think oh, I agree okay. with you. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, we're about to have a very different right. conversation." No, 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 no. <laughs> you might want to go to break and then prepare battle stations. <laughs> no, no, no. I, okay. I agree. phrased as you did, I was thrown a little bit. My apologies. No, you're you're good to go. Um, man, is so. I I did get the sense, and I it came out in another bite too. I got the sense that he really felt that the the pressure of the whole thing. On set. Not that he doesn't carry that with him all the time, but kind of the whole deal. Like he, he at one point mentioned that he loved coaching at his alma mater. Yeah. You know? That's a guy who is well aware of the conversation going on around him. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back more up next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.